Hey, thank you for listening to A Daily Word Podcast with myself, Pastor Aaron Richard. And uh, the purpose of this podcast is to just give you uh, a thought to start your day off, to encourage you to get into the Word of God. Uh, the Bible tells us that thy word is a lamp unto my feet, a light unto my path. And I just want to encourage believers to make the Bible a regular part of your day, and especially in those beginning hours of each day as you live for Him. Uh, thank you for taking this time. Today we're in Proverbs 31, and uh, it's a new writer. Uh, it says, The words of King Lemuel. And it was a prophecy that his mother taught him. And that's what verse 1 tells us. And, uh, and in verse number 2, it says, What, my son? And what, the son of my womb? And what, the son of my vows? He's trying to get his attention here. Verse number 3. Give not thy strength unto women, nor thy ways to that which destroyeth kings. Uh, interesting here. You know, give not thy strength unto women. I think a great example of this one uh, we mentioned before is uh, is uh, Sam, um, um, uh, excuse me, yeah, uh, Samson. There's the word. And uh, Samson, what what did he do? He gave his strength to a woman. He let down his guard for what God had called him to do uh, because of his weakness. Listen, women have taken down many a kings. Lust and desire have destroyed many families, many uh, uh, many couples, many relationships destroyed because of these things. And uh, he says it even takes down kings, the strongest, the bravest, the ones that are supposed to be leading. It takes down kings. I think about uh, uh, um, uh, Solomon. It took him down with all those women. They pulled his heart away. Um, even David, many of his problems were because of uh, too many too many wives. Deuteronomy laid it out and it said that kings were not to multiply to themselves wives. And it very explicitly says, because they're going to turn your heart from me to serve other gods. And that's exactly what we see happen. And so, so you caution them, be careful about this. Don't give your strength unto women. Uh, where, where, where does a king's strength belong? A king's strength should be in his judgment, in his justice, in his leadership. That's where his attention should be. And don't get deterred is what it's saying. And then it says, nor thy ways that which destroyeth kings. There are some things that destroy kings. Of course, the 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 lust and the women, as we just mentioned. But it goes on and and uh, and it's going to list some things, uh, something very interesting that destroys kings. So here's the challenge. Don't go in the way that destroys, takes down even the kings. What is it? Verse number four. It is not for kings, O Lemuel, to, uh, it is not for kings to drink wine, or for princes, strong drink. So here we have a king and you have princes not to drink wine or strong drink. And uh, uh, very interesting. By the way, when you do a study of alcohol throughout the Bible, uh, uh, I actually heard one good message one time, and uh, the guy, I don't think he was against alcohol, honestly. I don't think he was against uh, Christians drinking. I am very strongly against it. I think the Bible condemns it. Um, but what he did was he took all the passages the Bible takes of it together, does not really dive into any of them, just kind of cl- compiles them all together and uh, and compares them, looks at the ones that seem positive, looks at the ones that seem negative. And, uh, and I still walked away saying, eh, it's probably not good for a Christian. Uh, but I think the Bible even takes a stronger uh, uh, perspective of it. But think about this. Why should a king not drink wine or a prince? By the way, if you're a child of the king, I wonder, what does that make you? If you're saved, <laughs> you're a prince. Um, uh, why? Well, because they need to, they need to exercise judgment. And justice and, and, and those things. And, and that's what it goes into, verse number four, lest thy drink and forget the law. Hey, what happens when you get drunk? 
What happens? Your morals go out the window. Your judgment goes out the window. He says you'll drink, forget the law, and you'll pervert judgment of any of the afflicted. You know, we as believers, we are supposed to stand up for the afflicted. We are supposed to to be there for that, and uh, you know, and that's one of that was one of the calls, if you would, of a king, of a good king, to stand up for the afflicted. And he says you're going to forget things. You're going to pervert your judgment. You're going to forget the law. And then it says, you know, here's the people that that you know, uh, have strong drink or even should give strong drink to them the ready to perish. Uh, in other words, for medicinal purposes. Now today we don't necessarily use strong drink for that. We have, we have numbing, uh, drugs. We have different, different ways to, to deal with that, right? If someone is, is dying and they're in all kinds of pain, man, they pump up that person full of morphine or something along those lines. That's what they give them to give them comfortable because they're about to perish or about to die. Um, but then it talks about those of heavy hearts, uh, those that uh, are drinking because of their poverty, those that are in misery, uh, and, and those kinds of things. In other words, it's saying, you're a king. Um, you, you're not supposed to be down there. You're not supposed to be down in that gutter of your poverty or misery or a heavy heart and those kind of things. And I just want to say as Christians, you might look at that and say, see, it's condoning. If you're having a bad day, go get drunk. All right. No, no, no. As a believer, where are you supposed to be? You're supposed to be a conqueror. We are more than conquerors of him that loved us. We're supposed to be victorious. We're supposed to be above these things. And so God has given us a blueprint. By the way, the New Testament, we have so many riches there on how to overcome life struggles and trials and, and go through these things. And let me just say, it is not the bottle. That just kicks the issue down the road a little ways. And, uh, and then it find, you meet it again and it multiplies. And so, so we, we, we must deal with these things as Christians. That's not where we live. Who lives there? Well, you've seen these people. You've seen them down in the dumps. You've seen the poverty. Tell me one person that alcohol has improved their marriage. Tell me one person or alcohol has made them a better worker. Tell me one person that alcohol has made them a better uh, well-rounded citizen or a better Christian. Uh, you're not going to find it. And, uh, and so he's saying, that's not for kings. That's, that's going to take down a king. Here's what it's for. It's for those who are already down. Uh, who, they, they've gone down that path, and look at where they're at. They're miserable, all right? And they're just trying to forget their misery. They're at the bottom, or they're about to perish, right? And, uh, and then so he challenges them this. Keep, keep your judgment clear, right? So important. So he says, abstain from women. Keep your judgment clear. Verse number eight, open thy mouth for the dumb. And in the case of all such as are pointed to destruction, hey, speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves. And hey, as believers, we need to do that. We need to speak up for the unborn. We need to speak up for, uh, for these things that are just an affront on, uh, on the sanctity of life, on, on the character of God, uh, attacking uh, these things. Why the thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And he has taken hold of our society to kill, steal, and destroy anywhere that he can. We need to speak up for the dumb. We need to uh, uh, make a case, speak up for a, a cause for all those that are pointed to destruction. And boy, both of those, I keep coming back to the innocents in the womb, uh, babies that, that, that are dying every day in America, our Holocaust. And uh, we should stand up for that. Uh, open up, the, open thy mouth, judge righteously. You know, as believers, we're called to judge righteous judgment. It says that in the New Testament. In fact, I love the verse, uh, uh, judge not that they be not judged, uh, the millennial's favorite verse, right? But the whole chapter is about how to judge righteous judgment. It's condemning hypocritical judgment. And so we should judge righteously. Uh, we should plead the cause of the poor and needy. We should stand up for for injustices. And, and I'm, not about, I'm not talking about, you know, the social gospel or anything like that, but I am talking about as believers, uh, we need to stand up for what's right. We need to have some convictions. 
Micah 6.8, He has shown thee, O man, what is good and what doth the Lord require of thee, but to do justly, to love mercy, to walk humbly with God. Uh, we, 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 should, we should do justly. We should do what's right. We should love mercy. We should walk with God. And uh, what a challenge here. Hey, it's good for a king. I just want to say it's good for all believers as well, the children of the king, to, be, uh, to, to abstain from drink, to be careful. Don't give your strength to a woman. To, 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 to see justice and exercise justice and to stand up for those that cannot stand up for themselves. What? Well, I mean, that's just a packed few verses there. But uh, what, a, what an encouragement. I hope that's a blessing to you, and I hope you have a wonderful day. We'll see you next time. God bless.